Hey, and you're listening to Love in the Time of Corona with me, Kate Checker. This is a podcast all about love during COVID-19. I don't know about you guys, but we've been enjoying some very sunny weather in Berlin, which has been nice because it has been a very long week. I think for a lot of us, very emotionally tiring, even for those of us in the most privileged positions. I've seen a lot of Facebook posts about bad breakups. I've heard that in the US, divorce lawyers are in high demand. I guess that for better or for worse, is never really understood in the sense that I would see you all at once, all at the same time, under one roof. And it's a struggle. And yet those that are single may be looking on with envy. Even uh, those of us struggling to get by together. And Tinder apparently is even more popular than ever. Uh, and here it's introduced this new passport mode so you can check out people in the other side of the world even if you can't reach them. This morning I had a phone call from a friend who is currently talking to six different women online. Which goes to prove that just because we're social distancing doesn't mean you cannot like avoid getting played. He said it's hard to keep track of them all, including which one he likes best. Uh, though FYI, the one that is making him the bath time playlist is currently not in the top five. <laughs> um, I know that also for me a lot of past flings are now in my messages. Another friend of mine also tells me that there's kink parties happening over Zoom. It's very imaginative. I love it. Uh, for me personally, I am retreating a little bit inwards. I've returned to Neukölln, uh, where I belong, <laughs> and I have a new housemate, or rather an old housemate, uh, Liliana, who will be my guest at the end of this episode. I'll interview her. Um, before that, I have a submission from Jordana Delfeld, the opposite of perfect, and one from Docky Larange on escaping a tight place. And because this week has been rough, this episode is all about taking care. Uh, so from leaving difficult situations to some tips to get you through, so I've called it, it's do what you need to do to cope. And I'm dedicating it to Iron and Marlene for their kind comments about last week's episode. The opposite of perfect. Luscious, soft, dark. I slept nestled naked inside. And whenever I caught one whiff of that scent, my dog brain went crazy, rolling around in that scent, rapturously covering myself with that scent, forgetting everything and diving into that scent for an eternity of now. It's 27 years later and I have still never smelled anything as wonderful as David Rosenthal's black cashmere overcoat. And now, when we were all at our rawest and our most vulnerable, and when I still felt the same helpless crush on him as I had always done, he was once again asking to be friends. Twenty-seven years ago. Will you go out with me? Uh, let me get back to you on that one, he said. I did not breathe for an entire week as I waited for him to unvanish. 
And at the end of that week, I was summoned to the dorm phone after study hall. Yes, he said, and little else. The next evening, he showed up at my dorm front door. We hugged one brisk hug. He loaned me his signature overcoat that otherwise basically never left his body, that was saturated with his scent and with his warmth. I did not take it off for an entire week. I was excited. I had never gone out with a boy before, and in that time and in that place where gender roles were repressed and intimate overtures were cloaked in the secrecy of socially approved warm fraternizing, I had no idea what to reasonably hope for and when. But I suspected that what non-happened between David and I was non-standard. Or perhaps it was perfectly standard if one of you was one of the David Rosenthal's of the world and one of you was the only Jordana Delfeld in the world. After loaning me his overcoat, David vanished for a week. Considering how small our boarding school was and how much schedule and circumstance usually conspired to throw us together, he must have needed a fair amount of work and some serviceable running shoes to escape so fast and so often. At the end of that week, in which I had not seen or heard from him, he called the dorm phone again. I think we should break up, he said. The end, except I never got over him. As the decades smoothed the jagged edges of an increasing number of splinters in my heart, there were a couple splinters that never smoothed, never settled into peace, and never found forgiveness. And if at any point in the interim 27 years you were to have said to me, David Rosenthal, you would have stabbed my unprotectable inner heart. David had always had a perfect life, and he went on having a perfect life after we graduated. I knew because five years ago, after the millionth man who had been curious about how fascinating I was, ultimately decided to go with something that would wash and wear more reliably, I had e-snooped David. I couldn't manage more than a few minutes, though, before the pain made me put the computer away. As far as I could tell, nothing had ever gone wrong for this guy, which was as Yahweh intended for this smart, firstborn Jewish prince. He went to perfect schools, you couldn't even see his resume, it was so covered with ivy. He became a lawyer, which is one of the two perfect professions for a good Jewish boy, presumably making his good Jewish mother even prouder than she already must have been if such a thing were possible. And at the perfect moment, he became a partner in a perfectly prestigious Boston firm. He married a perfectly respectable blonde with a perfect pedigree at the perfect time. He had a large, fine home in the suburbs, perfectly appointed, not 
30 minutes from where we had gone to high school. He had two perfect children at the perfect time who were now the perfect age. He had tastefully decided to pass on his thick, silky, abundant, dark, curling hair to both of them. Family holidays in humbly perfect foreign countries. A perfect golden retriever puppy. And as far as the interweb was concerned, some pretty damned perfect family relationships too. Everybody looked perfectly healthy and affectionate. I had never understood why someone so perfectly shiny and successful had bothered to hang around with us, the losers, the dorks, and the misfits. The kids nobody else would take in, so we took ourselves in. Maybe he knew we needed a leader. Fast forward to now. And now he was leading us again, setting up a big chill style Zoom reunion of our group, The Corner. I hadn't realized he would be in this meeting and as soon as I saw him, I almost hung up, but I had been spotted too fast and there was no escaping. Damn him, the years had been too good to him. He had gotten even tastier with age. Fortunately, I had too, in some ways, or at least I was used to my own company. David was voluntarily kind to me, friendly and sincere. He was easy with me, curious and calm. It was as if he had completely forgotten everything that had non-happened between us. And perhaps he had completely forgotten. After all, it had been mostly my one-sided, unrequited pining and humiliation. There was no reason to expect that my personal hot mess would have had any effect on his long, comfortable, perfect life since that time. The fact that he could even remember my name was probably only because it was displayed on my Zoom cell. I remembered all too instantly exactly why I had such a crush on him. He was as bright and charming as ever, an excellent listener, a relaxed and natural leader, habitually in command of the crowd. He was comfortably witty. I laughed too hard at one of his jokes. How does one do normal in the presence of David Rosenthal? I had never known, and I still didn't know. I struggled so hard to be light and cool and easy that my words came out loud and harsh and strident. A few days later, David Friend requested me an ordinary, normal action for an alpha host, which was why it hurt me so deeply. Why couldn't I let bygones be bygones? We could never have been a thing in any universe. We were as likely a match as an aardvark and an otter, and I had always known that, which was why it was such a pleasant shock to be accepted, and then not that much of a surprise to be delicately dismissed. I faced my pattern a millionth time, 
part of me had always longed for a relationship with a bright, successful, kind, handsome alpha, and they were often very curious about me, the way one is very curious about a Frida Kahlo painting. So interesting. But when it comes time to actually take something home, it's safer to pick something that looks good over the couch. And then I was always left grieving and feeling sorry for myself. But on the other hand, what a life I had led. A life of freedom, independence, disaster, love, adventure, discovery, light, shadow, tragedy, magic, glory, growth, brutality, miracles, despair, beauty, joy, tenderness, dragons, princesses, wizards, brilliance, surprises, impossibilities, and constant aching loneliness. David's Easter resurrection threw all my loneliness in my face, and just when I thought I was done beating myself up for being how I was, instead of for being some other way, life threw my hot mess in my face all over again, and it hurt. The strange thing about being with a partner at the moment is you're very much uh, around each other more than ever before. There is no situation in normal life where you're actually literally physically trapped together in the same space for weeks on end. This is a really strange experience and it's been remarked upon, I think, that uh, as an apocalypse, corona is a boring kind of an apocalypse, a domestic apocalypse, where you're in your pajamas and watching TV a lot. However, it does remind me of the last time when I was literally physically trapped with a lover, although it was in far more exotic circumstances. We were trapped on an island together, unable to leave. Let me start from the beginning. I had hoped to take a tropical island holiday with my lover and had done a little research. You see, there's different kinds of islands in the tropical north of Australia. There are resort islands, which are for families and retirees covered in screaming children uh, and people in golf carts. There's also backpacker islands, which are very trashy and everybody's drunk and getting wasted every night and trying to hook up with each other. And um, as a young girl, 
probably around 22 years old. I, I wanted to keep it real, you know, I wanted to go somewhere real. Uh, so I was really looking for an island that wasn't overly touristic. And somehow I discovered uh, one island in particular, it was called Hook Island, uh, which was supposed to be very chilled out. There was just uh, one place to stay there and that, that was all that was on the island. It was otherwise uninhabited. So we chartered a boat and arrived on the island. Uh, the establishment there was loosely named the Hook Island Resort, although it was more uh, modest. It was not a resort in the traditional sense. And the staff were very blasé. There were just a few staff there, uh, a little unusual looking somehow, and very uh, unfriendly. <laughs> they showed us to our room which was also modest, uh, all very fine and what I had hoped for, in fact. Although it started to become apparent that we were the only guests on the entire island. Uh, it seemed to be largely uninhabited, aside from a handful of staff working at this resort. And uh, mostly they weren't working. They were sitting around watching TV or or hanging out with each other around the side of the pool and um, any request from us was really met begrudgingly. Uh, for example, a request for some food. Uh, so uh, we decided, you know, that we would just make the most of it and explore the island. Uh, the island was covered in thick, luscious rainforest and uh, we started out along the beach until we could find some paths to penetrate the forest. Uh, but as we went into the forest, uh, my lover at the time asked me to stop and stop moving. And there were a lot of rustles in the bushes. And we realized the island was entirely dominated by these black goats, like very large, nasty aggressive goats very big they came up to around my chest and I guess they were male goats because they had these big big sharp curled horns uh, like what you might see in an illustration of the devil with a goat um, they were terrifying and we very slowly uh, making eye contact with them backed off and headed back to the beach um, and several goats uh, came our way and uh, kind of came together aggressively in a line along the forest, watching us go back onto the beach. And that was the end of that expedition. Uh, once again, we went back to try and get food. And the staff there were very pissed that we had interrupted them. Uh, the menu was not very extensive. It was something like fish and chips, chicken and chips, pizza, burger and chips. Uh, I think I ordered the burger and chips, but they said uh, it had run out. I tried the pizza. This had also run out. I tried for chicken and chips. This had also run out. Uh, so all that was available to me was fish and chips, which uh, clearly was from the freezer section of a supermarket whenever they last visited the mainland. And that was a disappointing first day. The second day we discovered that there was absolutely phenomenal snorkeling just off the beach. Uh, it was magical, such beautiful coral. Uh, 
really incredible, amazing underwater world. Uh, however, we eventually started to get hungry and we went back to the resort to try and get some food. It appeared that no extra food had arrived and all that was available to us was once again fish and chips. And when I had finished, I was still hungry, but we decided to go for a walk along the beach to ignore our hunger. When we came back for dinner, it was fish and chips. Uh, it became apparent to me that the island had run out of food. And as I looked at the staff, I noticed something unusual about them. They all looked like they were members of a biker gang. They all looked like they had maybe been in jail, which is maybe a slightly unfair comment as my lover of the time who I was with on the island had also been to jail. Uh, but nonetheless, they were really acting like they resented our presence on the island and they had something to hide. Trying to make small talk, I asked one of the guys uh, about the goats and if they were perhaps dangerous. He confirmed, yeah, yeah, they're real dangerous. I, I, I wouldn't go walking around the island too far from the resort if I were you. Every now and then we go out there and we shoot one of them and we drag it out to sea in a boat you know, just for fun to watch the sharks rip it apart. That uh, squashed some of my enthusiasm for exploring the island. However, by the third day, we definitely needed to do something. And on another walk along the beach, we discovered an abandoned underwater observatory. Yes, that's right. You walked out into the ocean or above the ocean on a platform uh, arriving in a round, scientific-looking building. It had all these glass cases that looked like they were once used for displays but were now smashed open and empty. You descended a spiral staircase. It sounded like being in a submarine. It kind of clinged and clanged all the way down. And then in the bottom, there was this round um, underwater metal room with very, very thick glass windows that you could look through and observe all of the wonderful corals and fish swimming around. Uh, and it was only half as creepy as uh, some other parts of the island and definitely a little bit more sexy. So my lover and I had probably the best time we had on the island down there in the abandoned and, hey, possibly haunted underwater observatory. However, when we got hungry and we came up again, fish and chips was the only thing on the menu. I really felt my bowels clogging up by this point, and I begged this woman with no teeth, dozens of tattoos, and a torn black t-shirt, please, do you have any other food, anything, an apple? please, a carrot. She said, oh yeah, yeah, we got snacks. Yeah, you can ask bar if you want. Uh, this was not going to cut it. I was really, really upset by this point. Me and my lover retired back to our room and I started crying. We were booked onto this island for a week and I was hungry. Like I was hungry. There was no way for us to leave. Uh, my lover said, we don't have to stay here. We can find a way out of this. It doesn't matter about the money. We've got to get off. 
we went down to the reception and we asked, please, uh, do you have some internet? And they said, yeah, we got in- we got internet. And we said, okay, please, I need the Wi-Fi password. What's, what's the password? We need to use the internet. Oh, no, the internet's just for staff. You can't use it. I'm like, please, I have to use the internet. No, no, it's staff only. Sorry about that. Uh, once again, she was annoyed that she'd been interrupted from watching TV and quickly returned to the rest. So the next day, uh, both of us sat on the beach looking out into, uh, into the horizon because sometimes boats came past this island. We sat down there on the beach for three hours and after three hours, a boat did come past, a medium-sized a cruise boat that uh, dropped some people off off from the shore to do a little snorkeling at that magical spot. I somewhat desperately ran out to the water, dove into the water, swam to the boat, uh, clung onto the edge of the boat and shouted for the uh, boat uh, staff and begged them, please take us off this island. I was so grateful, but they agreed. We ran up to our accommodation, threw everything we owned into backpacks, ran back down to the beach, waded out into the water, climbed onto the boat and got the fuck out of there. There was one stop on the way back to the shore. It was on one of the resort islands for families that I had initially thought was somewhat beneath us. Uh, It was a two-hour stop there before we headed back, and this resort was fabulous. There were giant, plastic, colourful sculptures of tropical fish, a lagoon full of sharks, stingray feeding, jet skis, outdoor cinema, cocktails, a pool bar, Managed to have time to get a disgusting Toblerone cocktail covered in chocolate sauce, ice cream and strawberries and drink it in the pool. I asked my lover, take a photo and let's pretend this was our holiday. So, learnings for when you are trapped, physically trapped with your lover. Number one, make sure you include a lot of fiber in your diet this will pay dividends, trust me. Uh, You know, establish yourselves as a team against a greater outside force. Uh, I think that really helps you get by. Um, Keep things spicy in the bedroom by role-playing abandoned underwater observatory scenes. Always fun. And last but not least, ensure you have some nice photos for social media, even if you aren't having such a great time.
and I'm here with Liliana Velasquez and um, I'm going to ask her some questions about love in the time of Corona. Love in the time of Corona. <laughs> yes, that's Liliana here. Uh, so she is the host of Sunday Slips. Open mic, that's right. Which is no matter what. Oh my God, is it ever. Yeah, it's very much no matter what during this quarantine as well. Yeah, from the very moment that we couldn't go back into the venue, we set up our live stream and made a lot of mistakes as we have learned every week something new yeah. but it's getting better and better and that's part of what an open mic is for so yeah uh, including sometimes having to figure out how to provide the space virtually yeah but it's yeah it's getting very like a lot of hits very popular yeah it is <laughs> it's almost easier than doing the real one <laughs> <laughs> That's quite nice, though, that it's... Uh... Yeah, I think it's mentally very healthy and helpful, yeah. not only for myself, um, but for others. Yeah. And how are you doing? I'm, I'm pretty much laying into this really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, I've got some things that I'm nervous about and tentative about and anxious, mm. but overall, I have an apartment, as you know, yes. <laughs> that is full of sunshine and creative little nooks and crannies and a beautiful black cat and yeah. just art supplies everywhere and ability to have a, a a lot of space within the three people that are pretty much staying here. Yeah. Uh, the three people, one of them is me. Yes. Um, so you might infer from that that I have, in fact, moved locations. <laughs> <laughs> she's back home. Yes, she's back. Yes, she's back. Yes, she's back. Miss Kate Checa is back. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, maybe a word of warning. It is very difficult to quarantine with someone you just met. <laughs> yeah, hi. I mean, it's like a word of warning. It's more like a flashing neon sign. You know, what do you mean a word of warning? It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but you said I made it longer than you thought I was going to Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And I was giving you space, but every day I was like, those Instagram posts are getting more and more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be back soon. <laughs> like it's coming. Yeah. She's on her way home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I came home and it was lovely. Yay. And I feel like we've fallen straight back into... Oh, yeah. Rhythm. Oh, rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think we've almost naturally had that since the first time I met you, which is an unspoken thing. It doesn't happen mm. with many people, but there are certain people whose walks of lives... Um, they're not parallel to yours or, or identical, but they fit. They, yeah. they, you know, you can leisurely walk by each other and you have the same step or yeah. you know, you're doing different things, but somehow nobody's uh, stepping in each other's footsteps or yeah. spaces or um, it's a nice flow. Do you think that's maybe the key ingredient to make love work is that the flow has to be right? Oh my God. But love making love work has so many key ingredients and they shift and change like that could be fine for one minute and then something else happens that even though you have the right step, you have to work on that. Like it's a, making love work is a constant sacrifice of being selfless, which is difficult. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> uh, not for me. <laughs> I mean, I can't even make love work. I do love a lot of people and I have a lot of love in my life and, and I've, and I've lost a lot of loves and I will love again. <laughs> Mm -hmm. As a typical that traditional Colombian woman, I would always love again. Mm -hmm. um, but um, but making love work depends on what you consider to work to be. 
Yeah. And the more we evolve as these intellectual beings that we think we are, because we're animals, Yeah. Uh, the more complicated I'm finding it is to relate or have a balance or have honesty. Like People are so busy. I'm going on a rant here. Yeah, right? yeah. People go, are go so busy um, labeling polyamorousness mm. that that the actions don't follow the intellect. Right. And that has to do again with like trying to be so smart and negating that you're an animal and the animals kind of go with. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes just and and animals are smart. I'm not saying they're not, but definitely if you look at tribal culture, if you look at old old school um, generations where there was always one man, multiple women. And it's not that they were polyamorous. It was just kind of like nature where the seed provider and the earth. So uh, there's plenty of earth and there's one thing that provides seeds, whether it's an apple tree or fucking strawberries. Okay. Um, So the women are the earth. Yeah. And the men's uh, seed is like... (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm not i'm great earth if you don't want anything to grow on it (laughs) you're saying you're like not very good earth no i'm saying i'm great earth for that specific other needs like i'm like like what earth are you i'm i'm like the the earth that comes out of a volcano and then becomes these lava pools that help you with arthritis and skincare and you just sit in it (laughs) that's the kind of earth i am Okay. But you need my my type my type of earth as, as well. well. We need all the kinds of earth. Yeah. So, so some like, people are just like the what the Antarctic and they're useless like ice people. Well, they're not useless. We need <laughs> ice. We need we need water. <laughs> they're melting, and all these new diseases are coming about. Yeah. They're making us stay home and relate differently. Yeah. Look, useful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... That's not where you thought this was going. I did not know this was going this way, but this is the way we went. Let's run with this. So what does it mean for all of us varieties of Earth for for this moment in time? Well, the Earth is cleansing itself. I mean, if you believe in that. The Earth is like, go away, humans. We're we're in the zoo right now. Um, And in that same process, like I look at my home right now. I've been cleaning out everything that's useless. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the time is valuable to realize, like, how how much we really don't need. Yeah. So human connection is still available, even though we're not really allowed to, like, hug or be intimate with strangers or new people. I miss mm-hmm. hugging in general. I'm a hugger. Yeah. But I'm sure people who don't like hugs are pretty happy right now. <laughs> like oh finally no one's trying to <laughs> no one's trying to give me a hug <laughs> why do people think I'm so huggable <laughs> um, I think it's just the time to like sit back and if you're in a family enjoy it make more because most likely you ran out of condoms by now <laughs> that's the thing the corona babies yeah so like my my possible future being that I love taking care of kids and I want to be a doula and all this would be to continue to find that focus in there somewhere and Mm. help all these Corona babies. COVID-19 baby. (laughs) (laughs) They said like in like 13 years time, they'll call them the quarantines. I know. Mm. Um, Or maybe that'll just be the ones that they're born that. Yeah. Like this is the quarantine generation. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm. We discussed this yesterday. I'm an X Men. Yeah, Generation X, <laughs> and I'm a millennial. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, but uh, yeah. So, is there a feeling of like, there's? Do you think there is a need during this time for a different kind of love? Or a definitely, kind of love? definitely. When I walk down the street, I try to make eye contact with people, and I I nod my head in a gentle manner that I'm hoping conveys. Hi, mm. kind person. Hello, human. I see you. Mm. Um, I think that it's possible to convey that just with with uh, these subtle gestures of of not um, being racist mm. or being scared of the un, un, unseen and unknown or, or treating old people like now you can't walk near them because uh, right. you know they're fragile. Yes, they are fragile, and we we should definitely not be out wandering about for no reason, but. You know, you can also just stop in your tracks and hold your space and gently, kindly look at the person while they move along instead yeah. of like creating this app, this huge motion that's right. like, oh my God, oh, we're too, you know, oh, yeah. we're too close. You know, there has to be patience about how we interact with each other during this strange time. Yeah. And that patience shows love and shows empathy or it shows at least yeah. a respect for you being another human in this difficult situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, I guess, the ways in which... We were saying, like, oh, you can't hug anymore. The ways in which we're manifesting affection now is very different. Mm -hmm. We can't kind of hold our friends the way we did. So, Mm -hmm. for sure, I've had a lot of, like, friends that are going through some really hard times and you have to do this all virtually. And virtually signaling your care and love for someone is very... But that's been happening for a long time. Like, how many of you live close to your parents? How often have you been virtually talking to them when you need their affection and their mm. love? This is not something new. Yeah, I think it's just been ramped up. Yes, and then... And so now that you don't have the other option, people, you know, that's when mm. you're like, oh, this is, you know... Mm. But before, you're like, oh... You could be next to your mom and you prefer to virtually talk to somebody online mm. because you're ignoring her. It's <laughs> <laughs> millennial. <laughs> um, do you think it's going to make people more forgiving? I don't know. I think people will change for a little while and then old habits will come back because creatures, you have to constantly work on your changes for them to stick. Yeah. So it depends on, on, on really what country you're in mm. and how that country dealt with the situation, mm. how much pain you had to suffer, how much loss you had to go through. Mm. So all of those factors will determine whether people will be. And mm. as a society, a lot of them do have to do with the collective, uh, the way the governments are collectively treating the people mm. of that society. So I think certain places like Berlin or Germany in general, we're, we're pretty happy still. Yeah. You know, we're not skeptical. We're, we believe the medical people mm. have taken their advice. We're isolating, but we're not forced to stay home. Our numbers are, are rising, but they're not mm. like, like other places. Yeah. Um, and so that might allow us to have a lighter demeanor right now. But will that help us become more empathic later on if we didn't go through such a yeah. struggle? That's the question, I guess. Yeah. Or we'll be, be just like, whatever, we survive it all. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> We're fine. Berlin, back to normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm polyamorous. I mean, I'm a slut. I mean, I'm polyamorous. Yeah. I think that's interesting as well because Berlin has such a thing about open relationships yeah. and polyamory. And that's causing, I think, a lot of tension. 
weirdly right now I've heard a couple of stories that are like people saying oh you know like leaving apartments where the rules have been like we do not leave the apartment and then um heading out into like heading out into the world of course you're allowed to walk around in the world but going and like meeting their open one of their multiple partners and other people in the apartment getting very like upset about this and they have the right to be upset Mm. but also it's like I don't know I mean there has to be a fine balance like as you know I've I've been shacking up with my lover of five years. Yeah. <laughs> lover. <laughs> Your lover of five years, who before this began, you weren't so shacking up with. Well, we don't, uh, like I said, relationships take a lot of effort. And yeah, definitely we were not shacking up for a little while there. But we've always still had a lot of love for each other. That's never, ever changed. It's just relationships take effort on both sides and both of us have very different perceptions on what we want mm. within a like long-term relationship yeah and at five years if you have different perspective of long-term relationships then you have to figure out how to continue sharing that love and being with each other without expectations of what neither one is going to alter right because i'm in that picture too yeah. Do you think in that case it's more important to be... I feel like this situation is making people very, very present because the future is so uncertain. For me, this situation has been wonderful because we've had an opportunity to have really good conversations. Mm. And since we were in a tense place before, the world tension has made our our, our tension light. Mm. Um like I said, we've always loved each other, but we just have different perspectives on, on relationships. Mm. So this has allowed the fact that, that we're not in our regular routine and we're both entertainers and we're always surrounded by people and we're yeah. always just like, whether we're talking to each other, there's still like this amount of, of energy that's being taken away by the other people around us and mm. our entertainment need for being the yes. center of attention. Yes, I have that. Um, <laughs> didn't... And our drinking and our, yeah. you know, we're sta- we're on stage, we're surrounded by fans or people that are, mm. you know, groupie-esque or real friends, you know, you never know. But there's just so much going on mm. that this time has allowed us to really refocus and speak yeah, in such a wonderful manner and share knowledge more. Yeah. Like, um, between, he's, for me, he inspires me very much with his talent and musicality mm. and, and humor. He's one of the funniest people I know. Mm. So to have this time where I can practice music and he actually gives me advice because uh, it's welcomed. Yeah. I'm not stressed about it anymore. Um, and the time is there. Mm. You know. I think that's interesting as well what you say about being a performer because I also do comedy and the I sort of say, oh, you know, why wasn't I really able to date someone before this kicked off? But the reason <laughs> was... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can just laugh at me for a minute. Let's talk about why I'm so undateable. <laughs> okay. I'm back. I mean, no, I think it's fair because I think a lot of people would maybe like take a glance at me and be like, what? Is I mean, but well, we have talked about you're wearing pajamas every day, everywhere you go, right? Yeah. I mean, like, like this pajamas to my comedy gigs. I often hadn't showered in a few days. I'm not the most. You're lucky you're beautiful because <laughs> bitch, you can't pull that off and you're not beautiful naturally. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm walking around a bit like some kind of gremlin, but a lot of the time. 
Um, but okay, so there's that. But added to that was the thing is like when you're performing and you're giving all your energy to an audience, when it comes to like going over to someone's house afterwards or whatever, I have zero energy to give them. But you also feed off people's energy. So sure. which is a little bit what pretty girls do. <laughs> you're like you're saying that as though you're not a pretty I'm saying girl that, too. I'm, yeah, but I'm a bit more active. You don't know how active. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright. I'm gonna have to get some like reviews in. Yeah. He's like, are you a starfish in bed? I make that joke, but I I can. But are you in general? I make that Not joke in too. General. But I'm tied up in a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this stuff <laughs> is really underwater. Um, <laughs> no, that like, yeah, sure, I'm a bit lazy, but I can also be very unlazy. Yeah, of course, but you need a lot of attention to become that unlazy. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> is it fair yes. to who to who is it fair? to me <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's about and that's what it's all about <laughs> <laughs> let's um let's talk about the uh dungeon yeah because you always <laughs> want to talk about this i know because no because there was a delivery a collection you asked me for something and you know that i asked the universe and when i asked the universe <laughs> the universe provides i don't <laughs> how much i asked for it or you said you need to learn this I did offer teaching you that. And I said yes. Yes. And yeah. so when you said yes, I was like, well, then we need rope. <laughs> <laughs> we needed rope. And now we have a huge bag. Oh my God, we have so much rope. It's so <laughs> much rope. I've it's re- almost intimidating. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're really going to make sure I never leave this apartment again. I <laughs> if you don't hear from me in a few weeks, <laughs> I'm tied up here. Come on. Um, yes. Send so- a drone. We like video camming. <laughs> so much rope. Yes, well we're going to start a little project and then we're just uh, you know I'm going to give you some basic knowledge and as we ask questions and we practice with yeah. just these things we'll develop we'll develop because it's yeah. really about practice and taking care of a person like a sculpture. Yeah. That's what you said. So it was like and you t- it's very detailed this rope. It is very detailed and you should have a lot of patience and enjoy looking at the body and deciding how you want it to turn or how you want to compress something. Being aware of the anatomy of somebody is really important because you want to be able to to use the joints and the balance points in a way that Mm. One is aesthetically beautiful to you, because mm. it doesn't matter, you're the one, you know. Uh, two, that also doesn't injure or damage any parts mm. of the person that you're uh, interacting with. And that takes into consideration how much time a person can stay in a pose. Mm. And again, that has to do with knowing the balance points. So like, also when you start lifting and, and rising parts of the body as you tie it and... Mm. and twist it um yeah and the longer a person can comfortably stay within a mm. bondage the longer they can go into their brain within something that they might want to discover about themselves there's also yeah. a really so the beauty is in both parts when you're getting tied up you're you're, you're well you're being kind of adored in a manner mm. 
You know, it's like when you see a sculpture artist work on clay and they, mm. they take a step back and look and analyze and decide and look at the light and the curves of the body and, and all this. And it's the same with rope and a person. Yeah. And if you are the person who's providing the bondage, you're also going into your own scene because of that. So I find it beautiful. It's a that Shibari. That bitch! Shibari! That bitch Shibari. Hashtag last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Were you listening, ladies and gentlemen? No, it was a trick question. <laughs> Listeners at home, we know you're out there. All 12 of you. <laughs> All 12 listeners. Find us on iTunes and Spotify. This one's uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, as you um, take a drive, what, what self-love techniques would you advise for people who because like i felt like last week was a hard week on a lot of people like yeah myself think... included but it, i just everyone seemed to be kind of collapsing in yeah because it just felt suddenly like very real and everyone was like because before i felt like a bit like ah quarantine holiday yeah like this will be funny and then at some point i was like when is life gonna return to normal mm. and so i felt like people were really starting to feel the effect and, and then self-love does become very important Definitely, definitely. Self-love is so many little things. I mean, from looking at the water to masturbating, as you know, is one of my always go-to self-love tips. Um, I've been masturbating so much. I think everyone has been masturbating so much. I haven't masturbated. That's why I'm so sad, isn't it? That's probably it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You need a good rub of the bean. I do a lot of things to maintain uh, self-love from even cleaning. I mean, so it's just mm. really putting joy into anything that you decide to do. Mm. Sitting still, sitting in the sunshine, planting a tree or not a tree, like working on your balcony, mm. getting your favorite vegetables and enjoying it. Just enjoying the slow time, I guess, is part of providing yeah. self-love is understanding that with, there's no rush. There's mm. just no rush. Yeah. Where are you going? Nowhere. <laughs> like, like it's as literal as it gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I learned this, like, recently, like, these the last couple of days, I was like, I have to get outside the house and walk mm. around. And if I don't walk around, I'm just starting to A simple crazy. walk is a great way of self-love. Yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot of people that can't even do that. So yeah. That's a privilege. Doing so. exercises within your own home. But it's interesting because people always think they need to go to the gym or they need this guide or they need, you know... Just going up and down your stairs like multiple times a day. I mean, mm. it will drive your neighbors crazy. <laughs> your ass is going to look great. <laughs> What's more important, your ass or your neighbors? I mean, that is the eternal question, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> no. Is it your ass or your neighbors? Is it your ass or your neighbors? Is it your ass or your neighbors? Your ass. Or your neighbors. <laughs> Terrible. Um, not sure what I'm doing. <laughs> no, it's fine. You this if this one of your self love uh, methods. Well, yeah, learn something new. <laughs> learn something new. Learn something new. Ta, ta, ta. Masturbate. Learn something new. Masturbate. Learn something new. Masturbate. Learn something new. <laughs> That's how you keep it up. 
right? So, that is so that's my advice for all of you. Is masturbate and learn something new. Yeah. And your new things are bass. Well, I've actually been trying to learn the bass for a while, but I keep picking it up and putting it back down. Yeah. And my friend gave me a really good book. Yeah. A uh, shout yeah. out to Bat Sauce. Uh, wherever you are in the world right now, I hope you're safe and sound. Uh, and, and I love this book because it's really basic and it teaches you how to read the notes and, um, to, and I'm just loving it. I have another book that's a little bit intimidating that a, a, a man from Amsterdam gave me. And, uh, yeah, I like my Puerto Rican crackhead base book better. Yeah. That's how you describe your easier yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you made me do German flashcards. Made you? You sound like I already started tying you up. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, now we're going to do flashcards. But now. wasn't it fun? Distracting? Uh, clever? It was, and it cl- happened. I mean, how much time did we spend on that? 20 minutes maximum? It felt like an hour. But and it wasn't. I'm not even that mad about learning German. It's just that I... That you didn't know that many words? No, I knew. I did good. <laughs> You were being very strict about what words I could have and what I can. They're just, it was a lot of vocabulary. But that's all, it's only vocabulary, it's flashcards. I mean, we could build sentences, obviously, it's adjective, noun, yeah. verb. Do you think this quarantine will get all the English speaking comedians in Berlin to learn German? No or? way. No way. You think they'll just be like, never? No, I think some of them will, some of them don't. I mean, I, look at me, I'm here seven years now and my German still sucks. Mm. And I'm dying to do German comedy and I've done it a few times. Mm. And I even had, I even ran a German English open mic way back in the day before all of these German mics started with Pasoon mm. called uh, Matilda's. Yeah. Um, so I just, it's a love hate. Again, that's another love in the time of Corona. Love is a love hate thing. I love German language yeah. and I hate the grammar. But I also hate grammar in any language. Mm. <laughs> so you're thinking scratch grammar? No, I'm thinking it's time to get onto the grammar. <laughs> uh, uh, like, I'm like, here are the words. the bad. Accept the sides of the things that you love that you don't like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that was it. Okay, it was just a little... Like... <laughs> so is this the time to accept the parts of people... And of yourself. And yourself that you don't like. Yeah, it's definitely a time to accept and change. So if you recognize something in yourself that you don't like or that's hindering you or blocking you, you have enough time right now to take the space Mm. to find a healthy method of developing your own change, which is different for everyone. Masturbate. (laughs) Masturbate. (laughs) Masturbate. (laughs) Masturbate. Change yourself through masturbation. No, 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 no. Just, no. just inter interweave the changing parts and the mm. learning parts with a little masturbate. Do you have any recommendations for people that aren't very good at masturbating? Because I, fun, yeah. fun pro tip fact about me, didn't learn to masturbate till I was 23. That's fine. Nobody teaches you how to masturbate. That's the thing. Like you, There's no like class on masturbate. Hey, hey kids, we're going to take sex ed and uh, extra credit. You're going to learn how to masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, lots of things. Well, don't expect the first thing that you choose to give you the pleasure that you were searching for. You know, that big O is going to happen as you get to know your body more. Mm. So it's it's the same with like having sex with a stranger. Usually very rarely is the sex with a stranger something that's like mind blowing. Usually it's like, oh, that was okay. I can work with that. (laughs) Oh, 
I can teach him a few tricks. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. Let's <laughs> incorporate that with my move. Yeah. You know? So same thing with self. Uh, some toys don't work on at all. Like some just, yeah. and you're just like, oh, I just wasted 50 euros. Mm. And some you just never, ever want to get rid of. And you're like, this is exactly the toy I wanted. And sometimes you need more than one toy. Like, I don't know. Personally, I need more than one toy at the same time. Mm. When I'm playing with myself, by myself. When I'm with someone, I don't really... You don't need a toy. I don't need a toy, but sometimes it's fun to still have a toy. That's just mm. like extra credit. Okay. And would we class te- toys as essential items to order now? I think yes. I don't know. I mean, I've definitely used mine more this time this time around. Mm. But uh, essential people can make. I'm like I'm looking around the kitchen like, what? How many things can I make a dildo out of? <laughs> <laughs> Is that where your brain went? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many objects can you see in this kitchen now that you would feasibly make a dildo out of? And okay, okay. <laughs> oh, you can't see this, but she's holding a um, a penis-shaped bottle, wooden bottle opener. That is right. It Where is the hell did you get this? Hand, it's got balls. It's, it's it. a hand-carved, beautifully shaped penis. Bottle opener. That thump you heard, ladies and gentlemen, was the tip hitting the table. And that's, boom, our kitchen appliance. <laughs> okay, so we toys are, sex toys are not a necessary item during this time, essential item. can use it if you have around. Cucumbers? Haven't we seen enough cucumber lady videos to know better? Yeah. Um, maybe a courgette if you're I'd still put condoms around anything that you want to play with and make sure you don't use bottles because of the suction you'll end up <gasps> it's very dangerous oh okay that's a nice safety tip for people see yeah. you just learn something I learned that no bottles because no vacuum. bottles in the vagina just like <laughs> yep your cervix into the bottle bam bam done quite dangerous okay alright um I think that's fair. Yeah. We had that cucumber Play with joke. your booty hole. <laughs> what? Is that not supposed to be said? No, no, no. <laughs> what, time, what time does this podcast come out? It's like 12 p.m. <laughs> Hello, welcome to lunchtime with <laughs> Kate Checker and Liliana Velasquez. <laughs> Play with your booty hole. <laughs> booty hole. <laughs> booty hole. Booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it home. I can't concentrate. <laughs> okay, well, then, um, boys, girls, non binary <laughs> folks, uh, I think we've covered yeah. all the bases, is bases um, you need to get through um, this yeah. next week of hopefully month. Next month, I hope it's... <laughs> Who knows what it is, but yes, absolutely. Um, we'll keep up with the progress reports on how our bondage uh, classes yeah, are well, going. You know, maybe make a YouTube video, you'll see, on uh, on the uh, YouTube uh, channel. But uh, plugging now. Do you have anything? You, you, you should plug some stuff. Plug? Well, I'll be live streaming Sunday Slips every Sunday at 8 p.m. new time, because mm. um, we want to get it done earlier with the quarantine stuff. So that we can have some people play live from home mm. without the neighbors complaining. So it starts at 8 p.m. It's on the Facebook page, Freudian Slip Club. And just go to that page and you'll see us every Sunday at 8 p.m. Berlin time. For now, that's really all I have to plug because mm. um, everything else is just learning, mm. masturbating, and 
changes. Yeah, and booty holes. Apparently. Booty holes. <laughs> um, I hope, yeah, I hope all of your booty holes are well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, booty holes includes everyone. It does. See? It does. So it in like, great... from now on, when I want to be gender non-specific, I'm going to be what's up, booty hole? Okay, that should be our term for that each other. We are. Yo, that's my friend, booty hole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never referred to people by their genitals anyway. But that's but... a specific <laughs> genital that everybody yeah. has. I've never thought of the booty hole before as a genital. Me neither. But it, but now we're gonna. Would it, this is, would it be or would it not? This is a time for revolutionary thinking. So booty hole. Let's run with it. <laughs> That's obviously what we're going to be naming this episode. <laughs> <laughs> booty hole. <laughs> okay. Boot, 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 booty hole. Um. Thank you very much for listening <laughs> to that. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, and if you have a story you'd like to share, then please get in touch at love in the time of podcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can hit me up on Instagram at Kate Checker or my Twitter, which I rarely check, so maybe don't hit me up there. Um, and yeah, I hope you have an easier going week than last week because I feel like last week was rough on everyone so we wanted to make a fun yeah. chat for you this week and hope, hope we can bring you some joy and stay safe and wash your hands booty hole okay that's obviously you should wash your booty hole too man just wash, wash your, your booty, booty hole. hole wash your hands wash your booty, booty first wash your booty hole then wash your hands because you got to use your hands to wash your booty yeah. hole that's actually sound advice especially if the toilet paper does right now yes right. yes Guys, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.